The next kina, kina test, Zion, the 16th kina, is, tells us of a, a well-known medrash, the story of what happened during the um, destruction of the second base of Mikdash. It tells how Atita Sarasha entered the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he stabbed the Paroiches, which began to bleed. And he took this as a sign that he killed Hashem. Al that we mourn over the plans of the man who tried to destroy Unetei El El Yadai, and he stretched his hand out against Hashem, Lamulai Lagaver, to try to overcome him. And this is one of the reasons why we removed the Parechas from the Arnakaidish and Tishabah. But what really happened? Taisus says that Hashem was showing that he was bleeding from the pain of Klai Yisrael. So it was actually. It was actually a miracle, and it was an open miracle, and a thing not witnessed for years. And he demonstrated that when Klai Yisrael was stabbed, as if he is stabbed, and Chil, the Rasha Titus used this as a Chil Hashem. Other Mepharshim say that the Pareiches was full of blood from when they spritzed the blood of the Karbanas and Yom Kippur there, and they actually washed the Pareiches for this reason, but some blood remained absorbed miraculously over the years in order to preserve the schus for Klai Yisrael, and when he stabbed the Parechus, that purpose came to an end, so all the blood came pouring out. Then we mentioned that he opened the Sevatera on the floor, and he committed two acts of Znus there. And the Kinnah goes on to say how all the Kehanim and the people and the Malachim were sure that he would be destroyed, he'd be burnt to a crisp. But Hashem held himself back and allowed this to happen. And again, this is where we see the tremendous Amuna and faith that they had. They were sure a, a nace was going to happen, they couldn't believe that Anais wouldn't happen, even though they hadn't seen miracles for hundreds of years. And they were right. Essentially, a miracle could happen, and it could happen any day. And it was essentially a, a tremendous act of gavura on the part of Hashem, of Hester Panim, that Hashem allowed this Chil Hashem to occur. And the Kinnah makes med- mention of another well-known Medrash. The Medrash tells us how when it came to destroy the Kaisla, the, why it was that the Kaisla Maravi wasn't destroyed. Titus commanded four generals, each one to destroy one of the walls. And three of them did as they were commanded, but the fourth, whose job was to destroy the Kesla Marabi, he didn't. And the Medrash says that the real reason he didn't is because Hashem didn't allow it. Hashem swore that the Kesla will never be destroyed, and his uh, Shechina, in a certain aspect, hides behind the Kesla. But the general said he didn't destroy the wall. He explained to Titus' rationale that if no remnant is left of the Beis HaMikdash, nobody will know your great prowess in battle, how, what a magnificent victory you had. And now they could see what colossal building you destroyed. So Titus agreed, but he said, you disobeyed me, so you need to jump off the wall. And he did, and he died. And the truth is that the fact that the Kaisal survived thousands of years, the Ramatio Salman, you should be well, Sherefur Shalema, he, he would say that this is uh, the open testament to this miracle. It's, itself it is an open miracle. He says, how could it be that all the enemies that we had that, that dominated Yerushalayim, even now, he said, why don't they destroy the Kaisal? Why don't they, they bomb it? It would strike a, a knife in the heart of every Jew. And he says it's only Hashem that, that prevents that from happening and has prevented that from happening as it did then. Kina Yudzayin laments the suffering during the siege of Yerushalayim, where women were forced to eat their children and, and other forms of suffering. We say, If their breath was set on fire with salty foods and they were given empty, ear-filled water pouches to drink from. And this refers to a medrash that Rashi brings that the Arabs waited as Kaleshwal were going into Gullus and they offered them food and drink to the starving and thirsty captives. And they gave them salty food, which parched them even more. 
and then they gave them empty water skins to drink, and when they breathed it in, it caused them to collapse and die. And this was an additional punishment, and it also came through treachery of the people pretending to help us. And this, unfortunately, is the, what happens to Klai Yisrael always throughout the ages, that the nations around us pretend to help us, but in truth, they, they, they hate us. And given, given an opportunity, they demonstrate that, that, that hate, and that happened during the Holocaust so many times when neighbors who you would lend things to and they would borrow things from you and they were given when given the opportunity they would be the first ones to point out where a Jew lived and where the Jews were hiding. Kina <clears> Yudches <throat> begins the process of Tzidik Adin and it continues in Kina Yudches as well. We first talk about how high we were, how much Hashem intended for us to have, how much promise that we had, potential, and then how much we fell. And in the end, we acknowledge that Hashem's judgment is just. We say, You said that I'll surely do good for you. And Hashem and us will be unique among all other nations. Why so did then the evil, wicked people desecrate your name? Why did you pour upon them your anger? But we answer, You are just in all that comes to us. To you Hashem is righteousness. And we'll justify your actions with love. Why are we complaining? Why are we saying all these words? All this happened to us due to our, to our sins. So after finishing Kina Yotas, when we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tzedek, and we describe how much good that he, brought, he gave to us and how much good he did for us, and we say, it's all, we have to be embarrassed, we have to be ashamed of the, the mistakes that we made. And not only did we not serve Hashem, but we didn't appreciate the good. And at times, even the good that He gave us, we used to do an Avera. So now, in this Kina Chaf, we're asking Hashem to not overlook the tremendous Chil Hashem, which occurred during the Kharb, and it continues to uh, occur. And in essence, it's what we it's what we say every, in Shemayna Israel. We ask that Hashem to bring the Gula for His own sake, and also with love for us. We're trying to combine both those chusim, and we say, listen to to those who ridicule and mock us, who say, Why are you hoping? And it's not being built, and it won't be built. The Shama instead, we're saying to Hashem. Shema bechias maspidim. Listen to those us who were mourning, bekayrim, and we call out, umechakim, and we wait. Masai yibane. And here is one of those places where we testify the the faith of Klal Yisrael and why it is that we're sitting and sitting and saying kenes and mourning the base of mikdash because masai yibane. We don't stop saying. When will it happen? Like we say every Shabbos and in kedushim and kaim chamal kenu sefiya similar chaleinu. Because we're waiting for you. When will you rule in Sinai? We also say, Listen to those who say, Hashem has left and forgotten and abandoned you. And it'll forever be desolate. And instead, listen to our cries. And avenge our revenge. And, and lashain your countenance once again on the base of Mikdash. 
which is destroyed.